Prologue Magic abounds in the world of the gnomes, elves, trolls, fairies, and of course, the dragons. It has been close to a year now since Kira, the graceful, beautiful dragon who lives atop the Erinvald mountain range, had to deal with issues from the surrounding lands and races. These were issues involving the magical Arianrod stones, of which she is the keeper and guardian. Throughout this year, she spent many of her days with her elf friend, Sile, whenever he wasn't working in the tunnels beneath the mountain range. A trip is planned. Where would you like to go today, Kira? the restless Sile asked. We should go somewhere much further than we've gone these past weeks, Kira said. Sile agreed. I was talking with King Ankalima yesterday and asked him if I could have a few weeks off, after all this hard work I've been doing in the tunnels, and he said he had no problem with that. So let's go far from here. The weather is perfect, the skies are so clear. There are only a few clouds scattered around up there, Sile said. It would be a good thing to go away for a few weeks, wouldn't it? Kira asked, then added, Yes, let's go. You need to get a few supplies for yourself, though. Go and get what you need and come back here in three hours and we will leave. Be sure to bring one of the Arianrod stones with you. We may need it along the way. Sile went back down the long tunnel that he had walked through to get to Kira's home atop the range. He gathered up some food and some extra blankets and, of course, one of the magical stones that Kira had asked him to bring with him. He then went to the main hall to find King Ankalima to let him know of the plan to leave for a week or two with Kira. That should be a restful time for you, Sile, the king said. Be safe. You certainly deserve a much-needed break. I have given a two-week time off for all the elves here that work in the tunnels, Everyone needs a time to rest and relax. Go and enjoy your time with Kira. Sile thanked him and promised he'd be back soon with lots of tales to tell of his adventures with Kira. With that, he took his provisions and walked back up the long, winding tunnel to where Kira was waiting for him. I have what I need, and yes, I have the Arianrod stone that you asked me to bring along. All right, we are ready to go then. Kira lowered one of her large wings for Sile to climb up on, making it easier to get onto her back. Once he was settled in with his belongings safely tied down, Kira rose very slowly and gracefully up into the blue skies. Over the Waters Kira was soaring high above the few scattered clouds that were gathering in the skies. She flew over the Valgard forest and continued on towards the Gilsha Ocean that was close to 50 miles north of the forest. I've never seen such vast open waters. I had no idea there was an ocean beyond the forest, Siles shouted, over the winds that seemed to be getting much stronger. He heard Kira respond, It is a Gilsha Ocean. Moments later, she said, there is a small island. Look there to the east. Do you see it? It is a Malamir island. I want to go down there and rest. 
These winds are becoming more forceful. There is a storm approaching. We need to stay safely on the ground until it passes. She descended down to a large clearing. She lowered her wings so that Sile could get safely off her back. He offloaded his pack of supplies he had brought with him. I don't like the looks of these skies. The winds are getting much colder, he said. Kira was silent and said nothing for minutes. This was something that always bothered Sile whenever it happened. He never knew what she was thinking. He could see that she was looking around, surveying their surroundings, and still saying nothing. He didn't want to say anything until she spoke. He didn't want to interrupt her thoughts. Finally, she said, the storm is getting close. We both need to be safe until it blows over. There is a cave that we can take cover in. This island was quite large, but with a storm, the waves from the Gilsha Ocean came crashing to the shoreline. Is this cave really going to be safe, Sile thought to himself. It didn't seem to be far enough inland to his liking. He didn't dare question Kira's choice for safety, though. He knew better than to do that. The Cave The entrance to the cave was large enough for Kira and most certainly for Sile. He put his small pack of the various foods he had brought with him and put it in a niche he found in the back wall of the cave. This was when he discovered what seemed to be an entrance to a tunnel. Being an elf who himself had worked in many tunnels under the Erinvald Mountains, knew that this looked like it wasn't all that old of a tunnel. Kira, look, this is an entrance to a tunnel. If you don't mind, I'd like to explore it and see where it goes. It can't be all that long of a tunnel, being this is an island. I will check it out while this storm is happening, Sile said. Be careful to safeguard the stone, Kira reminded him, and then added in response to his comment about the cave, You will find that this cave is quite large. Sile was shocked to hear her say this. So you have been here in the past? I have been here a number of times over the span of many years, Sile. Yes, I know of this cave. She didn't offer any more information on the subject, and again Sile didn't dare question her on how or why she knew of this place. The Arian Rod Stone It all happened so fast. Sile retreated a short distance into the tunnel with his pack, planning to grab a bite to eat. The next thing he knew, he was carried away by someone or something. He was quickly blindfolded and was being led, he assumed, deeper into the tunnel. He screamed out for Kira. Did she even hear him? The Plan for Rescue Kira did hear him, and she knew instantly what had happened and what it involved, the Arian Rod Stone, the stone that she had told Sile to bring on this journey, the one she had reminded him to safeguard. If it gets in the wrong hands, it can prove fatal, she thought to herself. She heard him holler out her name, but she was unable to help because she was such a large dragon and unable to enter the tunnel entrance. She quickly gathered her thoughts and decided on who she could get to help. 
Despite the raging storm, she took flight from the island and headed towards the village of Tokal. She was going to ask the help of Rhineth, Ziandro, and Merrick of the troll race. Three strong, sturdy trolls can rescue Sile, she thought to herself. These three trolls had been dealt with by Kira and the Valgard Forest. She knew they would help her. They owe me. In a tunnel. While Kira was on her way for help, Sile was in the tunnel, unable to see anything because of the blindfold that was tightly bound over his eyes. Whoever you are, you are making a big mistake. The dragon Kira and I came to this island to seek shelter because of the storm. We came for our own safety. We meant no harm, Sile said. We saw you coming in, came a familiar voice. Talon? Sile asked in surprise. What do you want from me? Why are you here and why, may I, may I ask, did you leave the tunnels of the Erinvald Mountains? We all wondered what happened and where you ended up. Then he added, And will you please take this blindfold off of me? Go ahead and take it off of him, came another familiar voice. Stavik, you're here too? Why? Sile was completely baffled. These two were elves like himself, elves he used to work with in the tunnels. Talon removed the blindfold from Sile. This is just unbelievable. You both have been gone for so long. It's been well over two years by now. What happened to make you leave? Have you been hiding out here in this cave all this time? Sile asked. We were getting tired of the drudgery of the tunnel work. We just decided it was enough and left. Simple as that, Stavik said. Minutes passed by with no one saying anything. Then Talon finally spoke. We know you have the Arian Rodstone with you. That is what we want from you. We will use it as our bargaining chip with Kira. We will release you only when she agrees to let us have the stone, Stavik said. You know she will never agree to this, Sile said. You are making a huge mistake. Tie him up and blindfold him so he doesn't try to get away, Stavik said. We'll see how all this will unfold. I think Kira will meet our demands. The Village of Tokol The relentless storm slowed Kira down as she flew towards the village of Tokol. She persisted, though, and finally came down safely in a large field located just on the outskirts of the village. The trolls that had inhabited Tokol came out to greet her, despite the pouring rain. Word of her visit reached King Alishore, and he, too, came out to see what her visit was all about. What brings you here to Tokol, Kira? Especially in weather like this, King Alishore asked. I certainly hope you are well. Yes, I am quite well, thank you. I am here to ask for the help of Rhineth, Ziandro, and Merrick. Sile is in trouble. He has been taken by some renegade elves who have been hiding out in a cave on the island of Malamir, Kira said. Elves? They took one of their own? The king asked. Are you sure they are elves who took him? There was a moment of silence. Then Kira looked directly at him, still saying nothing. It was then the king realized his mistake. He should not have questioned Kira in this way, 
especially with his last question. He quickly reneged. Yes, of course you are sure, Kira. I meant to say that I find it hard to believe that one of his own race would capture him like this. I have known of their whereabouts for quite some time now. They have been on a run for close to two years. They are getting desperate now. Their food supply from the small island is running thin. They don't know it, but I flew there deliberately with the intention to help them. I had Sile take one of the Arian rod stones that I knew they would want for its powers. Of course, Sile had no knowledge that this was my plan from the beginning, she told him, and then added rather urgently, I need the help of these three I had asked for by name. Reineth, Merrick, and Zeandro had been making their way through the large crowd after hearing that Kira had come specifically for them. They finally arrived where Kira was sitting, waiting for them. Before we go, you will need to get a lantern each to carry. You will need them once we arrive at Malamir, she told them. They turned back to the village to gather up the lanterns as she instructed, and then returned back to where she was patiently waiting. We are here, Kira, and ready to go with you, Reineth shouted. She lowered her giant wing, and the three of them climbed onto her back. The rains continued coming down in sheets. Kira told those in the crowd to get back inside their homes and out of this pouring rain. She thanked King Alishore for his cooperation in this matter, and then lifted off the ground and up into the stormy skies. Hold on tight, she told her three companions. They certainly didn't need to be told. Their grips tightened on her massive scales. One more stopover. Before returning to Malamir Island, Kira had one more stop she wanted to make, and that was to go to the gnome village of Cirque to enlist the help of Garamon. The rains and winds were finally subsiding as she arrived in the large field she had gone to years ago to bring the Arianrod stone to King Arwine to help his village recover from the severe drought they were experiencing. As before, she lowered her large wings so that Reineth, Zeandro, and Merrick could safely get to the ground. Just like the village of Tokol, Kira was greeted by the villagers of Cirque and by King Arwine himself. It was always considered an honor to be visited by Kira. What can we do for you, Kira? I see you have some travelers with you, King Arwine said, when he saw the three trolls dismount from Kira's back. Kira repeated to King Arwine what she told King Alishore regarding the situation of Sile and the renegade elves. She gave him a warning glance as if letting him know that, yes, she was sure it was involving elves. King Arwine was shocked to hear this news, but said nothing. He knew better. I am hoping you can spare Garamond, she said, as she saw Garamond edge closer to where she was sitting. Why, yes, of course, Kira. He will be a help for you. Garamond was honored to be picked by Kira to help her with this mission. She told Garamond to bring along a lantern, just as she had instructed the other three back in Tokol to do. He hurried back to get one from one of the barns and ran back with it to meet up with her. I'm ready to go, Kira, Garamond said. 
Once again, she lowered her wing, and a gnome and the three trolls climbed up on her back. We are ready now, Garamond shouted out to Kira. She rose up to the skies as villagers stood and watched in awe. The Rescue Plan Kira finally arrived at the Malamere Island. The ground was saturated with so much water after the storms. She spread her wings yet again so that her traveling companions could easily climb down from her back. She was able to find a higher ground of brush so that they didn't have to trudge through mud. Look how dead everything looks here, Merrick said. There is some green, but it looks pretty barren otherwise. How did these two elves survive for this long being here? This is why I've planned this. This all took a different turn when they took Sile as hostage. I never thought they w- would do this. I came thinking they would welcome both Sile and myself, but it didn't go quite that way. This is where I will need your help. All four of you, Kira said. We are ready for whatever you'd like us to do. How can we help? Garamon asked. They have taken Sile deep into the tunnel in the cave that is located a half a mile from here. There is a second entrance that I doubt they are aware of. This is where I want you four to go. Go in from that end. It is north of here, about another two miles. That will catch them completely off guard. They will try running out the only tunnel they know of. That is where I will be waiting, at the outside of the cave, Kira told them. With the instructions given, Garamon, Reinith, Zeandro, and Merrick made their way to find the other tunnel entrance. I hope we can find this entrance Kira is talking about. How did the elves not know of it? This makes no sense, Reinith mumbled out loud. I was wondering the same thing. If they were here for nearly two years, you'd think they would know every inch of this island, Merrick added. Kira must know what she's doing. She seems quite sure of herself with this plan. She must know something that we don't, Garamond said. We have to try to find this entrance that she was, that she said was over in this direction. They spread out and walked in the direction that Kira had told them to go. This was slow going because of the muddy ground. It was a bad start for them, and as they kept walking, they were losing all hope of finding the tunnel entrance. She could have been more specific in her directions. To just say it was in that direction is pretty vague. Ziandro said. Tempers were starting to flare now. They walked for another twenty minutes, and finally there came a shout. Look over here. This looks to be an entrance. This must be it, Garamond shouted. The other three of the group came running over. I'm really glad you found it, Garamond. I was beginning to give up hope, Reinith said. After they were all four together, they readied the lanterns they had each brought and started into the tunnel. I sure hope Kira knows what she's doing, Reinith thought as to himself as they went single file into the tunnel. Kira's Demand Kira went into the entrance of the cave that she and Sile first went into at the beginning of this journey. She roared into the tunnel, knowing that was where Sile was being held hostage. Release Sile, now! 
No, we will not, unless you grant our one condition, Stavik hollered back. We want to keep the Arianrod stone that Sile has with him. There was silence. Too much time was elapsing. Why isn't she answering, Talon asked Sile. I don't know. No one knows what she's thinking when she goes quiet like this. Just let me go. Let me try to talk to her, Sile said. No, make her wait. You aren't going anywhere until she agrees, Stavik said. He shouted, make her wait, very loud and stern to make sure Kira heard him. And yes, she heard him, and she was not happy to be challenged like this. I will wait then, she roared loudly back into the tunnel. And with that, she swished her giant tail. She swished it up and against the tunnel entrance, causing it to cave in. The whole cave and tunnel shook with a constant movement of her tail. What has she done? What is she doing out there? We're trapped, Talon cried out. I told you to let me go out there to talk to her, but now you've angered her, Siles said. The three of them tried desperately to start moving the large rocks that had collapsed in a passage leading out of the tunnel. Kira, I am very sorry. Please help us. Are you going to let Sile die here with us? Stavik said in a pleading voice. His pleading was only met with silence. Sile was devastated to think she would leave him there without trying to free them. The rescue commences. Garamon, Reineth, Zandro, and Merrick found that this tunnel was quite narrow and difficult to navigate. There were so many large rocks that hindered their progress. No wonder Kira wanted the four of us to help with this. This certainly is not a one-man job, Merrick said. It seemed such a long tunnel, but they felt they were making progress. They heard the large rumbling that came as a result of Kira collapsing the opposite end of the tunnel. They, of course, didn't know the source of the rumbling. They were progressing down further into the tunnel when all of a sudden they could hear talking and hollering. I wonder why they keep calling out to Kira, Garamon asked. He was in the lead in their single-file formation. He stopped abruptly. Listen, they are talking about being trapped. What did Kira do? I don't know, but we had better pick up our pace. It sounds like they are in trouble, Reineth said. As they got nearer, the panicked voices were getting louder. Sile, we have come to help you, Garamon hollered out. Relief came over the three trapped elves. Who are you and where are you, Talon called out. At that moment, the small rescue party came through a thin rock barrier that was located in the far corner of the open area where Sile, Stavik, and Talon were trapped. Come back out this way. It is narrow and full of many large rocks and some boulders, but it will lead back up to the surface to safety, Garamond said. How did you find this opening that led you here? We had no idea there was another exit, Stavik said. It was Kira who arranged to bring us here, and she is the one that told us of this hidden entrance. You can thank her for this rescue, Reineth said. I knew she wouldn't leave me to die in that tunnel. I need to gather my pack of supplies in the Arianrod stone that I brought with me, Sile said, rather frantically. Hurry up, we need to get out of here before any more cave-ins happen. It is a long tunnel up to the entrance. 
They made their way through the narrow spaces and finally saw the daylight coming through just a short distance ahead. Kira awaits. We made it. We are finally free, Talon shouted once he got into the sunlight. They abruptly stopped. There she was. She was near the entrance, waiting for them. Not so fast there, Kira said. The seven of them were so small compared to this majestic dragon. No one said a word. The two who took Sile hostage kept their eyes downcast, afraid to look Kira in the eye. She remained very quiet. Just as in the Valgard forest, it was as if the entire island went quiet, too. Even the wind seemed still. Finally, she spoke. So tell me, Stavik, what did you and Talon plan to do with the Arianrod stone that you took from Sile? she asked. You probably won't believe me, he started to answer, but was cut short by Kira. Try me, she said, rather too calmly. Stavik went cold inside. What is she thinking? Why is she so calm? We left the Aaron Aaronvald tunnels a number of years ago, and again he was cut short. Two years ago. It was two years ago, Stavik, Kira reminded him. Yes, well, we both had heard of this island and wanted to get away from the tunnels. We wanted to see what this place was like. Over the past two years, it has been steadily dying. We are struggling to find food. We took to living in the cave for shelter, he continued. And just how did you arrive on the island? Kira asked. We had the help from the fairies from the Valgard forest. They agreed to take us here, but then said we were on our own once we arrived here, Stavik added. So when we saw you and Sile coming down from the stormy skies, we had a feeling you would come down to this island for safety reasons. We also assumed that the Arianrod stone was brought along by Sile, and we were correct in thinking that. We watched him as he was unpacking his bag, and that's when we saw it, Stavik said. Once again, not a word was said. Kira was silently studying the terrain. What is she thinking, Sile thought to himself. What is she looking at or looking for? After minutes of silence, she finally spoke again. Have you two ever thought of going back to the Erinvald Mountains to work again in the tunnels, she asked the two renegades. Yes, we did think of it, but the fairies told us we were on our own once we were brought here. That meant we had no way to get off this island, Stavik said. Again, Kira was silent, taking in all that had been told to her. Stavik spoke again. But Kira, if I may be so bold as to speak, we think there is so much potential to make this a beautiful island. That was why we wanted the Arianrod stone. If we can have it to use its power to breathe life to this land, we and all the elves who mine the tunnels can have a place to come to for rest. We would like to get as many elves and, yes, even the gnomes of Cirque and the trolls from Tokol if they would like to come help build homes and tend gardens. We truly believe this could become a place that many can, can and will come to, Stavik concluded. And we are both very sorry for how this all unfolded when you arrived. We thought if we got the stone that you would let us have it and be on your way, Talon said. 
You do realize, do you not, that the Ariane Rodstone is useless unless I give it the powers that it is known to have? Kira asked. Now it was their turn to be silent. I thought so, Kira said, knowing their silence meant that they did not know. And again, no one said anything. So now what happens, Kira? Reineth asked rather shakily, breaking the uneasy silence. What happens now? Reineth, Sile, Garamond, Talon, Stavix, Yandro, Merrick, and Merrick is that I will help you with this project. She looked intently at each one as she said their names, and for the first time throughout this journey they all saw a softness in her eyes. There was a collective sigh of relief among the seven of them. No one dared to ask the unspoken question of why she caused the collapse of the tunnel, for now it didn't matter any more. They were all still so shocked that she had agreed to help. "'Bring the Arion Rodstone here to me, Sile,' she said. "'Let us begin.' Kira works her magic. Sile quickly took the stone from his pack and placed it near Kira. "'Stand back, all of you,' she commanded. They all retreated behind her. No one wanted to get in her way. She took in a deep breath and released it in a massive stream of fire into the Arianrod stone. Within minutes, the terrain started to change. What was once barren-looking, shriveled-up foliage was now coming to life. Flowers of all colors showed their faces. Stunning greenery was shooting up from around the trees. Streams were flowing at a fast rate and a waterfall could be seen at the other end of this magical island. Magical? Oh, yes, indeed it was, now very magical, thanks to Kira and the Arianrod stone that is in her charge. Speechless The seven spectators stood speechless as they watched the transformation of the island. Kira was quite pleased at their being awestruck. She knew she did well. I think this will do for building yourself a small housing community, don't you think so? Kira asked. Oh, most certainly, Stavik replied. I will take everyone back to their respective villages, and from there you should try to round up some helpers to get something beautiful started here. In turn, I will bring whoever you can gather together back here to begin the work. I will give you all two weeks to get your respective crews and supplies together, Kira told them. In the meantime, spend the day here to check out the surroundings and see the possibilities of what you may have in mind. They formed two groups, Sile, Reineth, and Stavik in one group, and Garamond, Ziandro, Merrick, and Talon in the other. Each went in opposite directions, Kira waited on the shoreline for them. They had the whole day to scout out the island, and they each envisioned different ideas. After close to six hours, they met up with Kira. So are you all ready to go, she asked. They all indicated that they were all set to head home. Kira lowered her giant wings for them to all climb onto her back. Once they were all seated and holding tight to her scales for dear life, Reineth thought to himself, then Kira lifted up into the skies. Her first stop was to the village of Cirque to drop off Garamon. 
There she and her companions were met by King Arwine and the villagers. There was much excitement as Kira and Garamond told of their adventure of the plans they were that were made regarding Malamir Island. As it was getting late, Kira and the remaining six decided it was best to stay the night in Cirque, with plans to leave very early the following morning. No one refused Kira's offer. They were all quite tired after the days spent on the island. The following morning, she went to Tokel with the remainder of her companions, and there the three trolls, Reineth, Merrick, and Zandro, got quickly down from her back, eager to get their feet on solid ground. We will see you again in two more weeks, Kira. Thank you for letting us come with you. We are glad we could be of help, Reineth said. The other two concurred with him. As in Cirque, the villagers of Tokel were gathering all around, anxious and excited to see Kira and to hear of the news that she and the three had come back with. At midday, Kira left Tokel and returned to her home and the home of Sile, Talon, and Stavik, back to the Erinvald mountain range. The Return to the Tunnels Kira returned to the top of the Erinvald range by early evening. Sile was happy to be home again and was anxious to tell his adventures to King Ankalima. Talon and Stavik were more hesitant now that they were back. They were unsure how they would be received by the king and by other elves who worked in the tunnels. I wouldn't worry too much, Kira told them. I think when they hear all when they all hear the bad and the good, the good will outweigh the bad of your leaving. Tell them of the beauty of the Malamir Island and the plans to make it a place that they too can go to to relax. With that being said, Sile, Stavik, and Talon went down into the long tunnel that took them to the main hall. There they met with King Ankalima. News of their arrival traveled quickly, especially the return of the two renegades. To their relief, they were not met with any hostility towards them for leaving those two years ago. They told of the plans for the island and were able to recruit quite a few of the elves to help with the restoration of the island. Kira relaxes. After dropping the gnomes, trolls, and now the elves, Kira rested quite well from the excursion to the Malamir Island. And now the two weeks were up and she waited for Sile, Talon, and Stavik, and whoever else was going to come to help with the island project. Her wait was not long that morning when the three elves plus eight others came up through the tunnel to meet up with her. They all had tools and gear and some building supplies. We are ready to go, Kira, Sile said. You can leave behind the supplies. During these two weeks, I made a visit to Queen Ariel of the Valgard Forest. She had agreed to send supplies from the forest for your building materials. Everything will be there when we arrive, Kira said. The group was ecstatic to hear this news. Then let's go, Talon shouted out. Kira lowered her wings for them all to climb up on her back once again. From the Erinvald Mountains, she flew to Cirque and then on to Tokol, giving her news of the help of the fairies from the Valgard Forest. Back to the Malamir Island. 
There was so much excitement as the various large groups of elves, gnomes, and trolls held on tightly to the scales on Kira's back. She was a very large dragon, so this number of 45 in number fairly affected her. The Malamir Island was finally in view. Kira landed safely, and the crew dismounted easily via her giant wings. The work would begin now. The supplies were all in place on the shore of the island thanks to Queen Ariel and the others of the fairy race. Three and a half weeks later. After Kira left the workers off on the island, she flew home to her mountaintop. Since she was keeper of the Arianrod stones and their powers, she knew the status of the island through the stone and knew that now, these three and a half weeks later, the work crews had finished their work. She flew back now to the island to see the accomplishments made. She was very pleased to see the island turned into a pleasant resort for all the races to enjoy. There were seven homes built throughout the island, and even the fairies helped with this project. It was a work of perfection. For years to come, the races will be able to find refuge and comfort in these peaceful settings. It was agreed that any who wanted to get away to the island for rest and relaxation would need to let their respective kings of their villages know of their intent, and the kings in turn would use the Arianrod stones. These stones are perceptive and can communicate with their keeper and guardian, Kira. She will know through the stones that her services are needed to transport any elves, gnomes, or trolls to the Malamir Island. I will be more than happy to be of assistance in traveling to the island with any who wish to come here, Kira concluded. The Return Home As Kira returned everyone to their villages, she met with the kings of Cirque, Tokel and King Ankalima of the Elven World, letting them know of how this whole plan for getting any of their population to the Malamir Island will take place. Each king had access to the Arianrod stones given to them in the past by Kira's permission. They were all given instructions by Kira on how to use the magical stones. Kira is happy with it all, Sile said, once he and the other elves were brought home to the Arenvald Mountains. We have a great place to get away for, for however long we choose. Thank you, Kira. You are the most magnificent dragon of all time. Kira accepted the compliment with pride, because she knew it to be true. She also knew of the secret of the Malamir Island, a secret she did not reveal to anyone. She knows that soon enough they will discover it on their own as they start their stays there. But for now, she is planning on resting once more atop the Erinvald mountain range, the range she calls home. Soon enough they will know, she thought to herself, as she drifted off to sleep. The End <laughs>